Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three American kids doing the best we can. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale of all is glory. Three friends who took inventory of all the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're going down to Cougar Town because uh, <laughs> we're talking about Jack and Diane uh-huh. by credited to John Cougar, but of course, written and performed actually by John Mellencamp. Um, John Cougar Mellencamp. John, any, John Cougar Mellencamp. Any combo of the... I read, he has like, I read he has like a bio on his website and you can just feel the annoyance of him having to explain that <laughs> the whole John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp thing. He's like, you, it doesn't say this, but there was definitely a vibe. Like, All right, let's just get this out of the way and then we'll yeah. move on because <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to talk it. about this. <laughs> I get I it. I have really, different names. I get it. It's confusing. I get it. But yeah. Let's Go just, talk let's to Starship. Move. I don't want to hear let's it. Move. <laughs> let's move fast it. Um, we're all yeah. deep in the hoopla so so jack and diane so here's the story um it's really just it's it's uh well the other thing i should say real quick is i said this was a story song of course that is not true um because this is the diddy song <laughs> podcast because yeah. this, this, right. this is a little diddy <laughs> that's right dan i was gonna make the same joke oh, you beat me oh, to gosh. it and i'm so happy <laughs> So this this ditty is about uh, it's a little ditty and it's about Jack and Diane. Look, they're just two American kids doing the best they can. All right, they they're really are. they're they're just living their their life, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then either Jack or some kind of narrator. Okay, we can discuss which who's talking here, but uh, versus just kind of normal slice of life chorus. Reel down our existential <laughs> crisis stuff. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. And I don't know who's doing it, but um, it's it's a real bummer. And it wasn't until after many times hearing this song that I really kind of clued in to, to what's being said in those choruses. Took it in. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to we'll talk about, uh, again, who's saying that and, and what that might all mean. Little Diddy. About Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up 
in the heartland. Jackie gonna be a football star. Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car. So before we get started on the lyrics, um, I just want to say this is one of those cases where there may be a, a slight lyrics controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh oh. I I well I searching around I found I found several different versions. Okay. Minor minor changes in the lyrics. Um, I do want to say one thing. I started at the reason why I started looking around was I started at genius.com. Right. The lyrics site. And look, I get it, owners of Genius.com. 1982's Jack and Diane, probably not your top priority. Um, I don't know who's submitting it, but the lyrics were definitely wrong. <laughs> like, they were clear, like, there's no way that's those are the lyrics. So I don't know who was submitting that. Also, there were notations that were also clearly wrong. Um, <laughs> those, so, those lyrics were actually about Sam and Diane. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you guys, if if anyone from Juice.com happens to hear this, just take a quick look, maybe clean that page <laughs> up, right, up real quick. Um, Something's fall the reason, between the cracks, you know. We're here to I help think out. the reason why I think the reason why I was finding some discrepancies is not that Johnny Cougar is is singing in a way that is difficult to parse what he's saying, you know, or, or I should say, like his his diction is clear. But the words that he's using and the way he's putting these lyrics together are, um, I think they fit the song, but yeah. they're a little bizarre. Is It feels a Up, little bit like Americana um, beat poetry. Yes. Up into including, while researching, uh, I found a website that was teaching or somehow involved in teaching people English. <laughs> And used this song as an example and ran through all of the grammatical inaccuracies in this song. Um, and in a way that it was like, look, if you want to learn English and move to America, people are going to talk like this. Like, you, oh you, you basically like, we're, we're going to help you like get ready for like the way people actually yeah. talk. So there was a ton of like pointing out like, well, he says this, but really like he means... He's leaving out like four words here, but you're supposed to understand that he's trying to say this. Um, so it was actually quite fascinating <laughs> to Weird. read. Um, it's but, a scholarly so, <laughs> article. Well, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> a peer-reviewed about article the about the linguistics of Jack and Diane. But John we're gonna think, Camp has his own Duolingo. <laughs> Get to. Uh, oh, you're learning Mellencamp? Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh man, I keep the that little bird won't leave me alone. I haven't done my melon camp list today. Yeah, um I tried so, Dylan. It is brutal. <laughs> I can't even I can't even get past the first lesson, uh, man. It's like so hard. Oh um, no, I got through Dylan. Uh I got through the first part of Dylan. Now I'm up to the yeah. electric part. Oh, oh that's rough. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, bad. It's less popular. Yeah, yeah. Michael's just booing his phone. Um <laughs> So all that is to say, we're gonna we're gonna go through the lyrics. If for some reason you guys disagree with the the lyrics as I have them here, uh, I think these these are the closest ones. Um, please feel free to shout it out. And we'll also, there's a couple times where we're gonna have to talk about what on earth he's he's trying to get at here. Okay. So at the very top, uh, love as always. 
It's been a long time since we've had this. Let's just know right at the top it's a story song. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Says the word, you know, uses the word ditty, obviously, but otherwise, like this, a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Boom. All right, we're in. We know exactly. <laughs> we know exactly what we're dealing with. Proceed. Here. Little ditty about Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jack, he's going to be a football star. Diane's debutante, backseat of Jackie's car. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know what to say. I've, I never knew what he was saying, and I never cared to know what he was saying, <laughs> okay. and did not think that it was Diane's debutante. I get yeah. it. I get it. He's a football star. She's a debutante. Yes. Here's the thing. The line, Diane's debutante, backseat of Jackie's car. It is a weird thing where I know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I fully understand what he's saying. But if someone were to say to me, okay, explain it, I couldn't. <laughs> like, I I get it. I get the gist. But yeah. what that is, what that actually means, I don't so, really know. So, obviously... The, the f- whole first uh, verse is just telling us who these two crazy kids are. They're high mm-hmm. school sweethearts, clearly. They're, right. they're grown up in the heartland, so uh, they're in the Midwest, I'm assuming. Oh. I'm assuming okay. they're in little pink houses. Why would you think, Michael? You're offended. The heartland? It. Yeah. Bayonne. <laughs> Beautiful Bayonne, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, is that not right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Piscataway. Um, this is another thing we have not done in a long time is shown our extreme ignorance when it comes to geography. Yeah. Um, Do you know where it is? <laughs> no, I figured it was the Midwest. That's what I thought I think, was. Dan, did you think well, it was somewhere else? Well, the thing else? is, no, 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 no. Well, because again, we think of basically <laughs> once you leave Pennsylvania yes. and before you get into Nevada, Everything else is the Midwest, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> which is right. not true. I feel extremely untrue. I feel terrible. Um, but I feel like the Heartland, like that's, is that the same thing as the breadbasket? Because there's the Heartland, there's the Bible Belt, yeah. there's the Rust Belt, there's the breadbasket, there's the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he also. I think they're all. I think they're, but I think they all kind of overlap but each he, other. But he also later on talks about the Bible Belt. But the Bible Belt <laughs> is like Tennessee belt. and Kentucky and stuff, isn't it? Like that's right. that's the Bible Belt. But I will say, I mean, John John Mellencamp, I know, is from Indiana. That's why I guess I'm so, saying Midwest. Right, but I, it's where so do is they that have the little pink houses? Where do they have little pink is, houses? Find me a little pink is, house. I'll find you the Heartland. Look, there's a there's a, a freeway going through <laughs> his front yard, so I don't know. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, like, I, I get. I mean, I always think the heartland is like the place where they grow all the food, right? Where they have like the the, sure. the farms and stuff. So I guess that's Indiana. If there's right? butter and Does corn, then you've got yourself yeah. a heartland. I think exactly. it's Indiana, which is the Midwest. I yeah. am right now picturing every one of our listeners outside of the U.S. hitting the mm-hmm. 1.5 speed. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say that on their. The 30- uh, just, podcast just a, app just a couple of 30 second skips i'm gonna just get to <laughs> get see where else this is going um well anyway so when will they mention they're somewhere the Auc- auckland um <laughs> they're 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 yeah they're they're in the they're in a rural area 
somewhere in in the middle of the country, yeah. presumably. So so they're saying um, so they're in the heartland. And, but what I like, well, the only thing I want to say is I like how he's like, look, they're just regular kids. Sure. Like, don't expect anything crazy is going to happen. They're just two American kids. They're living in the heartland. Yeah, and so they're, they're also they're, they're also the popular kids. Yes, I guess yeah, I think so. I mean, he's I guess a football so. star. She's the debutante. Right. Like, a, yeah. they're the two that that everyone says, of course, they're going to end up together. Yeah, they're not. Sure. Yeah, sure. They're, they're they're exact. That's exactly right. It's it's the Midwest version of um, seeing some Italian restaurant. They're yeah. the Brenda and Eddie. They're the Brenda and Eddie. Except Brenda and Eddie were popular, but probably not football stars and debutantes. They were like greasers. No, but they but they also. They were dealing with a different crowd, right? Like, but yes, but you're right. They are so, the they're the they're, they're the heartland equivalent. Yes, you're gonna have a Jack and a Diane as opposed to an an Eddie um, <laughs> and a Brenda and a Brenda. A Brenda and an Eddie um, is very East Coast. <laughs> yeah, um, little ditty about Brenda and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Two real jamokes in the heartland. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so, so they put ketchup on their spaghetti. Oh, have you had a burger out Sorry. here? It's got everything's got mustard on it. What the heck? Um. Anyway, also they're 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 the the Midwestern Tommy and Gina as well. Yes. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. Um. So this is all for the next segment, but yeah. But what he's saying is, so Jack's. We we know Jack. Jack is going to be a football star. And the words mm-hmm. that are missing are Diane is a debutante and they're fooling around in the backseat of Jackie's car. <laughs> right. She's but a, instead a- he ran out of he ran out of syllables. Jackie's going to be a football star. Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car. He just had to get it out. <laughs> I mean, the backseat of Jackie's car, you can kind of imagine him like doing a thumb right or yeah. or you know what i mean or like gesturing yeah he's like a so he's not saying the word because yeah. i think diane's a debutante i oh though is she a, is she really a debutante what is a debutante isn't that for like super rich people i don't think she's like super duper rich right she's isn't that her, just for like she's had her upper um, crust coming like, out no but I, is that do you think she really like had a debutante ball no, or, I, I think it's more like she's like homecoming queen. She's a yeah, debutante, you know? Okay, okay, okay. I think it's that right, so type she, of thing. So what he's saying is that she's like, she's the homecoming queen, debutante, like the hoity-toity whatever, and her kingdom is the backseat of Jackie's car. Oh, okay. It, it, But it's like an ironic kind of like, she's a the debutante, but she's a debutante in the backseat of Jackie's car. Well, oh, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I, could see that. I could see that. Right. I think it could also be that Jack is uh, an Uber driver and he's he's a, he's also a football player and he's taking Diane to the homecoming game. Sure. And she's sitting in the backseat being like, no, I. You're taking the long way and I have to get there. He's like, I have to get there, too. This is my side hustle. That's I'm a right. football player. That's right. Also, my Uber is now afloat in the homecoming parade. So we're fine. <laughs> so, Nothing can happen without I mean, us. Three wrong turns and now we're part of the parade. Yeah, so. you're a debutante. And I don't know why it's covered in paper flowers. It just that was the style aesthetic I went with. <laughs> but now we're part of a float. Um, just wave out the window it's fine so so yeah i never knew which is why i'm coming to grips with the fact of how to figure out the debutante ball situation or the debutante situation i never knew he said diane's debutante 
I don't know. Again, I don't know what I thought he said. I think I just did. Diane's of the back. I mean, that's the thing. This this is one of those songs where you need to know the last three words of every line, and everything that comes before it is a little extra. Everybody everybody knows the end of every line. You know Jack and Diane. You know Heartland. You know Star. And you know Jackie's car. So I think that I always thought it was which. Now thinking back, and I, you guys both know this to be true about me, that I just kind of hear what I want to hear in songs and make up the lyrics, and it's like, that's not even close. But it's, I thought it was Diane sitting in the back of seat, in the back seat of Jackie's car. Okay. Diane's debutante back seat. I think I was just trying to make sense of it all. No, I mean, look, I, until I did this, I was always just like, Diane's something backseat of Jackie's car. Yeah. And the thing is, like we were saying, I mean, Diane's debutante doesn't shed a lot more light right, onto, right. onto what's happening. So obviously it wasn't that necessary. We got the gist. They're we in the backseat of Jackie's car. We know what's going to happen. Michael, I, I appreciated your Uber joke. Please don't take this the wrong way. But before you move off from this first, you're going to have to accept the fact that sex does happen because there's a <laughs> lot of talk about it in this song. <laughs> so there's no question what they're doing in the backseat of Jackie's car. I just want to, I just want cause not only, not only do they do it, they do it a lot and they are pretty comfortable about it. Cause later they're going to do it. They, all they need is shade, not even the dark. <laughs> they're willing to just go to a shady spot and do the deed. So these two cannot keep their hands off of each other. I just want to make that just clear. just two American kids. Sucking on chili dough, outside taste freeze. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between the knees. Jackie say, hey, Diane, let's run off behind the shady trees. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks, let me do what I please. Say, oh, yeah. So now we got to move on to possibly the most famous line of this song yeah um for for uh infamous reasons uh sucking on a chili dog outside the tasty freeze you just want to stop there 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 are so many words that will fit in that Uh, first in that first word i always thought it was sucking down chili dogs outside the tasty freeze he's sucking on a chili dog but you suck down chili dogs. Rachel, I know. <laughs> I'm fully aware. <laughs> but what he says is he's sucking on a chili dog. There's something you don't do with a chili dog. You suck on it. You bite it. You chew it. You eat it. Mm-hmm. You, you could even scarf them down. You could, you, could, you could suck down a couple of chili dogs. But you don't suck on a chili dog. Yeah. John, John, I'm sorry. But you don't suck on a chili dog. Is it a diet thing? Where he's like, I'm not going to have the hot dog. I'm just going to suck the chili off the chili dog. Maybe it's um, like, have you ever seen like a little kid eat a cupcake or something? And they just eat the icing. <laughs> yeah. I and then they throw away the rest of the it. cupcake. Yeah. And you're like, that's, but maybe just it's just cupcake. a chili dog. It's a chili yeah. dog covered in icing. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I mean, I can't think of anything more disgusting than him having it and just sucking the chili <laughs> off and leaving the and leaving the dog with a wet bun. The guy, oh, God, the, guy so the, the guy in the Tasty Freeze is like, we sell just chili. If you want just chili, he's like, no, it doesn't taste the same. 
Doesn't taste the oh, same. Oh man. I gotta suck it off a chili dog and make all <laughs> I, of I my like... friends very uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean that's why there's only one person to hang out with me. It's Diane. Um <laughs> Because she is a freak. Um, this is why they're outside the Tasty Freeze. They're not allowed inside yeah. the Tasty Freeze. <laughs> they're definitely no, not outside. You with your sucking on a chili dog, get out. You can do that outside. Not in His our picture is behind the counter. Thank you He's very not... much. Here's your chili dog. Uh, can I get yeah. you a fork or a couple of yeah. napkins? Just a straw? That's weird. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Strange. Um, uh, sir, we're going to have to ask you to eat this outside. Mm-hmm. So we, we agree that there were a thousand better ways that he could have said that. Chomping down chili dogs. <laughs> it's daddy thing. Yeah, I mean, even Rachel, like, <laughs> just sucking down. Just that down would have fit where the on goes, sucking down chili dogs. Is it a, is it a regional thing? What are you doing? I'm just sucking on a chili this, dog. What? Think this is interesting. <laughs> In line and out and, and online? I don't think so. I mean, um, this is one yeah, of those things that you can't, like, I think the three of us sort of agree, like we, we tend to quote songs and movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. in, in day-to-day life. This is not one of those things that you could incorporate into your day-to-day life. Like, what are you guys doing no. there? Do you want to go suck on some chili dogs? <laughs> outside the Tasty Freeze? Go hang out outside Tasty Freeze? No, it's, it's from the song. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No? All right. Alone again. Um, so sucking <laughs> on chili dogs, sucking on chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. Diane's sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between her knees. Mm. God, there's just chili everywhere. <laughs> oh, I mean, his whole mouth is just covered in chili, you know what I mean? It's just like dripping off his chin down his shirt. <laughs> Maybe you want to get out of here? I guess. They're kicking hey, us hold out. Hold on a second. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just sucking on chili. No. Are you, ah. you going to eat the actual oh, hot dog? I love dog? it. What? No, it's a chili dog. Obviously, you suck it and throw it away. Oh you know you can freak? order a bowl of chili. <laughs> just, I mean, you've been told that so many times. And yet I refuse to listen. Also, it's um, a Tasty Freeze. How about an ice cream? Well, Sucking on okay, an ice fine. cream outside the Tasty Freeze. Sucking on an ice cream outside the Tasty Freeze. That's it. No problem with that. You can suck on an ice cream. Of course. There's so many things you can suck on. So many things Not you can suck on. a chili dog. <laughs> what if it's a... Chili dog flavored lollipop. No, that's a little better. Mm. Would you get that Spencer's I, gifts? I actually, <laughs> I'm gonna argue with you and say I don't think that's any better. That sounds <laughs> just as bad. Oh, but if it was, if I put it in a jelly bean, you'd be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, you'd, I, you'd would brand I? it. You'd brand no, it. I don't you'd know. be I jelly. Wouldn't. You'd be jelly belly. You brand it, and you'd be like, this is sure. great. Let's put this as part of a game where I make things I mean, that I'm are s- terrible and people <laughs> eat them and buy them. Ugh. What's don't the pink one taste like? Ch- chili dog? Okay. Don't get me on Don't get me on the jelly belly rant. All right. It really Guys, does please. taste like a chili dog. Is it good? No. 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 But I have an entire bag three of which are are chili dog flavored and the rest are good, but I can't tell which is which because I don't so like I'm- actually enjoying things. I like right. being living in fear of my treats. <laughs> <laughs> so Second on chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. Diane sat on Jackie's lap, got his hands between his knees. Jackie says, hey, Diane, let's run off behind a shady tree. Mm. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Let me do what I please. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> now, we all know what's happening here. Yeah. Book club. Dribble. 
dribble off again what <laughs> words are you picking <laughs> who's ever said dribble off their pants hold on a second i was gonna dribble off my pants real quick no yeah. one has ever said that I'm john no one has ever said that in in the history of okay what? new theory yeah. new theory new theory jack has taken one too many hits to the head on the football field <laughs> and there you go this this is manifested in him just Inserting the wrong word. Yeah. Just just replacing one word with an unrelated word, and everyone just pretends like it's not happening because he's a star quarterback and they really need him on yeah. Sunday. The last that's versus, the only yeah. that's the only reason I can think of him being like, I'm sucking on a chili dog and dribble off those those pants. Yeah. Um the, by the way, real quick, Bobby Rooks, are those pants? Yeah, I think they're a type of gene. Um okay. but I, I I the last verse of this entire song takes place at a neurologist's office. Where they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, change is going to come around real soon. Make you ineligible to play football anymore. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think. Ineligible to live on your <laughs> so own. So he's just like, assistance. listen, I'm going to finish sucking on this chili dog while you dribble out of those jeans. What, <laughs> what are you saying? Is this, is this your pillow talk? What is this? <laughs> I, I think the idea is. So. I'm tr- I'm I'm trying real hard for for John Mellencamp, but dribble off. Some people say we'll use the phrase like she's really poured into those jeans, meaning she's like filling them out real nice, or like mm-hmm. you, you know. So I do want to say part, just but, I'm so. no no I'm I'm quickly looking. Bobby Brooks can be a dress, it can be pants. It seems it's like maybe brand. it's actually, but I think it, I think maybe in this context it's like more like leggings or stockings perhaps. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's what I meant. So maybe it's more like rolling. Yeah, so maybe it's like rolling it down, Yeah, I guess. So they're dribbling them off. off. Dribbling them off. It's still not the best word. Um, No, not at all. But all all of this makes it very um, uh, memorable. It's very memorable. Or maybe maybe Jack's just got chili dog on his mind because he has been dribbling chili (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like you said, very evocative, and and again, even though these words make no sense, we know exactly what's happening. Oh yeah, right? without a doubt. I mean, I will say this: nothing gets uh me in the mood with a dude like watching him <laughs> suck on a chili dog. Like, how about how about we take a little break? Because I just got first of all, we got to see how this chili dog lands in you. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, you gotta clean yourself up. Let's get a soda or something first. (laughs) We got any gum? Also, my dress is a mess. There's chili all over this dress. Covered in it. I don't know why I was sitting on your lap while you were sucking on Uh, a chili dog. I take my barbecue sauce. I take my responsibility here. But geez, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. This paints a picture of just like gastrointestinal. Uncomfortability <laughs> at inopportune sure. times. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Jack's sixteen, so maybe he can handle just, it. You're right. He, he's just. You're yeah. right. Yeah. But basically, anything he puts in his body is yeah. fine. He's a sixteen-year-old football star. He can literally <laughs> suck on anything on the Tasty Freeze menu, and he'll be just fine <laughs> to go for it later. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, I mean, these two are so, 
how do I how do I how do I say this in a in a in a, in a relatively family friendly way? I mean, they're so horned up. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're gonna do it. I mean, they're in front of the Tasty Freeze. Presumably, people are coming in and out of the Tasty Freeze, and they're like, "Well, that part's that part over there's a little shady. That's good enough. That's right? fine. Let's run off <laughs> behind not... that shady tree. You mean in the middle sure. of that field <laughs> where everyone can see us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but on the shady Definitely. side. But on the shady side. Yeah, but it's, on the shady it's, side. It's noon. Right. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Listen, there are. I mean, you see that. You see. Them on like the subway platforms. You see these like horned up teenagers that you're just like, can you guys That's please? You are on a subway platform here. Yeah, yeah, that is true. This is too much right now. It's find, always an interesting thing. Find one thing. shady yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah. When when she's sitting on like that, whatever that that like slanted boxes, you know, what I'm talking about. There must be like equipment in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every so, and like she's sitting on that, and he's like, she's got her legs right around, and they are just like. Full on making out. Making out. Like, no. Like, there's no one else Nobody in the world. Nobody else exists. Uh, there is no shame to horned up teenagers. <laughs> no. No none. shame. They None whatsoever. It, the world falls. Listen, <laughs> Shakespeare wrote a damn play about it. It's a good it. point. It's a good about point. About just a couple of randy teenagers who pay no <laughs> attention to who is around them. And it works out great for them. I've never read the entire thing, but... No. But it is that's just teenage life. Oh yeah. Life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Say. Oh yeah. Life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. The walk on. It's all great. It all works together. But examining it like this that chorus doesn't seem to fit with what has come before this moment, right? Like what? No, no. What do we think that is? And as I alluded to at the top, who is saying this? Because I don't think I don't think Jack is saying that. If it is Jack saying it, and I was <laughs> Diane, I'd be like, "You just sucked down a chili dog, and now you're telling me life goes on after the thrill of living is gone." I am not in the mood. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe this is maybe this is her thing, man. Maybe this is turning her on. <laughs> Tell me, maybe. life is meaningless and futile. I uh, think anybody who eats a chili dog the way Jack does uh, doesn't have the insight into <laughs> right, right, right. into the human existence the way this this chorus uh, <laughs> yeah suggests. No, I. So is this like? So is this a narrator? Yeah. Who's saying this? Um, and like a like a omnipotent narrator, or is this like some cynical old dude who's like watching them? Who's That's thinking creepy. about Well, no, I don't even mean like in a creepy yeah, yeah, way, yeah. although it could be. But I mean is is seeing them outside the tasty freeze and is thinking about how his life is now meaningless or not meaningless, but like he remembers when he was an excited horned up teen. Yeah. And and now is no longer that actually i kind of like that as like the passerby seeing their past in the yeah. in in these teenagers you know there's somebody in the parking lot who's like who are these people covered in chili where are they going <laughs> uh, well life everything goes just seems seems like a, a genuine thrill to them and then he's like well life goes on yeah oh, oh they're yeah. walking on i can't even talk to him i can't even talk to him yeah. they walk on 
maybe maybe it's Jack and or Diane in the future reflecting back on this oh, moment. Maybe. Yep. When they were like, look how carefree we were. Uh, uh, the, there was the, a thrill of living. The only other thing, yeah, or the only other thing I can think is if it is Jack saying it now, he's saying it like we have, he's, he's very aware of life being fleeting and he's saying life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. So let's live it up while we can, Diane. Right. Mm. You buy those Bobby Brooks. I'm going to suck on that chili dog. <laughs> chili dog. I mean, we are going to live it up. And if it is years later, I think Jack would be like, did you know you could chew on these things? I had <laughs> like, no is... idea. How come someone didn't tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> did you know you can't dribble off stockings? <laughs> How come nobody told me that wasn't a saying? <laughs> he's he's like, he's captain of the football team. No one's going to correct him. No, yeah, no one's going to correct him. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, too cool, Jack. You, is it cold? You out- it. <laughs> is it cold outside? No, it's not too cold. Okay, I'm going to dribble off my jacket. What are you saying, buddy? <laughs> I don't know, but he's real popular, guys. so he must be right. Yeah, but but I do. Yeah, guys, can I just say one thing? Average is two hundred yards a game. Can we just I mean, let him say do? whatever he wants? What are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Ugh. I mean, we are going to state this year. We are going to state. There's no question. <laughs> you know how much money that kid makes. So if he wants us- to say, <laughs> if he wants to say, he dribbles off his cleats <laughs> after practice. Let him go ahead. Guess what? Then everybody is going to dribble off their cleats. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. Nobody town, correct him. Just just do what he does. Correct him. Everybody just everyone now, now that's the phrase. Now everyone says dribble. Hey. Everybody say it. Hey, listen. Kicker, kicker. If yeah. I see you bite that chili dog, you're off the team. <laughs> you're off the team. Suck on that I mean, chili my, dog. You're a kicker for God's sake. I mean, my name is first of all, my name is Steven. Stop calling me kicker. I don't and second care, of all, kicker. Second of all, I don't even like chili dogs. <laughs> Nobody corrects Jack. Otherwise, we're never going to get to sectionals. Is that yeah. is that a so, football thing? Yep. Oh yeah. You go to sectionals, that's regionals. Right. That's right. Oh, it's definitely it's definitely what they call it, Michael. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's Jack would be like, "Hey guys, we're getting to sectionals this year." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever you say, Jack. Absolutely. You bet. Totally, we're doing it. Yep. Oh my God, he's got an arm like a cannon. Oh, and he's <laughs> so he's he so stupid. He has changed the entire vernacular of our town. <laughs> But he's we'll in dumb recover. dumb with a rocket. <laughs> Look, everyone just I everyone mean, just act like just act like it's a hyper regionalism. Just act like we've yeah. always said that, okay? Please, uh. it's a Utica term, okay? Let's just <laughs> let, let's just please. I can't. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, guys, look, we could correct him, but he makes a great Gatorade. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's the water boy. <laughs> Jacks his back, flexes thoughts for the moment. Scratches his head and does his best, James Dean. Well, then there Diane gotta run off to city. Diane says, "Baby, you ain't missing nothing." Jack say, "Oh yeah, life goes on." So after this existential crisis is over, <laughs> um, we go back to the story and it says Jack he sits back, collects his thoughts for the moment, scratches his head and does his best, James Dean. Well, then, there, Diane, we ought to run off to the city. Diane says, baby, you ain't missing nothing. Mm-hmm. So this, this leads, That's what I say. This leads to the thought that Diane has been to the city. Well, 
right? Or right. maybe she's just like, or maybe she's just like, no. Yeah. Like it's we've got it. We've got what we need right here. I'm a debutante. Right. You're a football star. <laughs> Nobody will understand you in the city. So. Yeah. They're, you know, they're going to want you to eat that. They're going to want you to eat that, that chili They're going to want you to bite that chili dog. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. You ain't missing nothing in that city. Um, I do like, again, the James Dean thing. Do you think James Dean ever said, well, then there, Diane? You know what? I Because here's the deal. I've never heard anyone do a James Dean impression. Yes, you have. Meaning like, well, what I was going to say was, I think he's trying to look like James Dean. Yeah. I'd hope. Right, I mean, he's trying to he's trying to act cool like James Dean, but you know it's not like James Dean is like you know I don't know, um, I I don't think of him as having like a distinctive voice. If he was doing, right? <laughs> imagine if but he just, just like, sort of has this. Scr- he scratches his head. He says, "It's just best." James Dean says, "Well, then there, Diane, you're tearing me apart." <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good James Dean. Maybe just at that moment he like he dribbles on a red jacket. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, look, I'm James Dean. Yeah, I, I think I think that is a I actually I do think that that when he says sits back, collects his thoughts, scratches his head. I think it's evoking that that one still you always see from Giant when he's in the cowboy hat and he's leaning back and he looks the coolest. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. You know that? I think that's what they're trying to evoke. By them, I mean John Cougar and Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said they. <laughs> it is interesting how he's a, such he's a football star. They seem to have everything in this town. Why would he want to run off to the city? They they don't talk about him having like big city dreams. Do you know? Like, in, in, right. if, if this were another song, they might say something like he's on like that he's not fulfilled here or like, but it could just be like, it's like the musings of a teenager. Like, where are we going to go next? Where are you and I going to take, how are you and I going to take over the world? Right. And I think there's sort of like, I don't know, just a lack of like realism. He's like, well, let's just leave and move to the city. And it's like, baby, come on. We're first of all, we're 16. Yeah. (laughs) Like we don't got any money. Like, what are you talking about? Um, what she says is that it's nothing, nothing any better in the city. Um, Well, I think it's also him being, right now he's a big fish in a small pond, and I think mm-hmm. he he's at a point in his life where he assumes he will be a big fish in every pond. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. what I was saying. Exactly. Like, he, there, he's, he, there's no doubt in his mind that, which is weird because it's juxtaposed with the, with the chorus, but there's no doubt in his mind that, like, wherever they go, there they are. Whatever no, they do. Whatever they do, they're going like they're going to be They're gonna go through it probably together, together. right? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get myself out of it. <laughs> I, I tried real hard, but I was in a real gypsy spiral. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then You gotta turn in you gotta turn the wheel into the gypsy spiral. That's right, that's right. <laughs> it's it's counterintuitive. Um but he this this thought of like we've made it here. We're going to make it everywhere. We're going to make it in the city. No matter what we do, the idea is just New York, New York. What do we take over next? They also don't specify what city. Right. Right. I mean, that's what I'm going to say. Like, it's somebody's Kansas like, look, city. Diane, Duluth is not a city. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, it's a like, little bigger than here, but going to the city could be like going into town, you know? 
Now the lyrics say, but Jack, he says, yeah, oh yeah, life goes on. But I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's actually the lyrics. Maybe it is. But then it seems to be indicating that's what, that Jack is the one who's in fact saying this. That's Oh yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. That's what I'm saying. I think that if this song was done, I was going to say today, but probably like five years ago, the, the, um, I think the chorus would just be YOLO. Because I think (laughs) that's what he means by life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone is you only live once. We only get one shot at this. So we might as well make the best of it now. So let it rock. Let it roll. Let the Bible bail. Come and save my soul. Hold on to 16 as long as you can. Changes come around real soon. Make us women and men. This next part, I think, is the best part of the song. Yes. I think this, I mean, this is a good song up to now. This this is the song that, that takes this song all the way to spoiler alert number one. Ooh. Um, when it comes Rightfully out. so. But he says, oh, let it rock, let it roll. Let the Bible Belt come and save my soul. Now, this is a line, I don't really know what that's supposed to mean, and yet somehow it means everything. Ugh. Just a perfect... Let the Bible Belt come and save my soul. Just what a what a fantastic line to belt out. Um, go it, you know, while you're driving in yep. your crappy Chevy, and you live in New York. You don't. You, I'm speaking of me, of course. <laughs> I don't live in the Bible Belt and yet. For that moment, I'm like, yeah, the Bible Belt's the the best place in the world. Yeah. Um, let the Bible Belt come and save my soul. Hold on to 16 as long as you can. Change is coming around real soon. Make us women and men. So- so here's the thing. First of all, this is one of the best freaking bridges ever. It's so yeah. good. Um, let it rock, let it roll is just like living life, right? I think it's almost um, uh, sarcastic is the word I want I want to use. But when they're like, let the Bible Belt come and save my soul is like you're supposed to be this church going boy, like who's right. like on the right. up and up, but okay, then let them save my soul, but I'm going to live my life. I'm going to hold on to 16 as long as I can. The Bible belt will get me and will keep me afloat, but I'm going to hang on to this because I know how fleeting it is. I think that this chili dog sucking guy <laughs> is a little deeper than we think because if, if all of this is coming from his perspective, right? Because it sounds like- Or from like, his current perspective. If this is him thinking true. back- that's true, but there that is possible. There is something about this that like is there may there may be like a a mixing of temporal 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 times here. Yeah, where he's he, this is being shot through the filter of him remembering this. Yeah, right. so maybe he didn't actually say these words, yeah. but this is what he would have said. Yeah, he sure. said it, but or, not at the time that it was happening. He's reminiscing, sure. right? Maybe, telling the maybe. story decades I mean, later or, or like or like rachel is implying maybe he's you know he's he's a libertine he's like we gotta live for the moment yeah like we are 16 you know changes come around real soon like let's not let's not overthink this yeah like right? you may think that we're sinning or doing this stuff and doing wrong things but that's for the bible belt and for church for to decide for us and for our right. parents to decide for us they can save our souls we're gonna live our lives or not even, not necessarily just like saving their souls, but like being concerned with right. with their souls, with 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 
what they're doing as opposed to the the let it rock let it roll is just like don't think about it don't think don't right don't think don't overthink things just like you know do do your thing just go go live life that's right God, that's good. I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> it's just such a good, it's just a, such a good bridge. I, I mean, it's just so, it's so evocative. It's really yeah. good. And just the placement of when he says, oh, let it rock, let it roll, like at the beginning where it's, it's just basically percussion, right? Like that's just yeah. the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And real deep. I think we should take a couple minutes and just sort of think mm. let's dribble off those thoughts and <laughs> see what we come up with do what we please um so hold on to 16 as long as you as long as you can change coming around with soon make us women and men um i don't know if i have much to say about that only just the first time i heard the song i was 16 and thought i will hold on as long as i can <laughs> and john I, John, wherever you are, I have to confess something to you. It slipped away from me, brother. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but 16, 16 got left in the in the rearview mirror somehow. I tried not to let it happen, and yet yep. here we are. And I'm sorry. I've let you down, John Mellencamp, wherever you are. Do you want to- I, I feel like I personally let you down. Do you want to hear another Rachel can't understand lyrics of a song and <laughs> sure. assumes things sure do. make sense? I always thought it was, let it rock, let it roll, the Bible Belt, come and save my soul. Hold on to 16 as long as you can. Changes come around real soon. We'll be swimming. And then. <laughs> oh, no. What? Come on. I don't know. We'll be swimming. <laughs> and then. And I then? Think. What? And then life goes on. Yeah. I think and so do we. as a kid, just how we do it, though, <laughs> I was young, you know, I, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was too young to realize that changes came around real soon and made us women and men. But well, I did know true. you could go swimming. <laughs> and then. And then. Whatever you want. Uh, Swimming's a thing. That's what must the song yeah, must be about. That's right. Yeah, Rachel, unfortunately, I can't go down this road with you. I always knew it was make us women and men. Um, for one thing, it's uh, it's obvious. Um, <laughs> Not to like a six-year-old. Uh, but, I mean, true. maybe maybe Jack, when he, he grows up and kind of gives up on this 16-year-old mentality, he's like, I can't play football forever. I'm going to be a professional swimmer. See? Yeah. It works. It makes works. Sense. It Put all it makes in the sense. canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um this is in the universe he's a swimmer i'm I'm gonna be a synchronized swimmer someday mm-hmm. and also just to take a quick step back um I, I just think like at least this part hold on 16 as long as you can change around come around let's see make us women and men i mean it's got to be jack saying that right because he's he's saying make us women and men. i mean well, it doesn't necessarily i mean it could be the you know the collective us you know, change, so. the changes come to all of us. We are going to hold on to 16 as long as we can. Changes well, because I can, because I, again, I can imagine that old man who, in mm-hmm. a compl- totally non creepy way, is just looking at them outside the test. Right. Taste reason is like, hold on to 16 as long as you sure. can. Sure. Um, but that's the sad part about seeing a 16 year old because you know they won't, they don't understand they won't that. Do you got to hold on to it. 
but they'll just they'll just fritter it away, dribbling off Bobby Brooks under shady <laughs> trees. Maybe this is they're at the 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 f- football uh big uh, game, and this is like the yeah. percussion would sort of lead you to believe this. Maybe this is Jack's big speech to the team, like backstage before they go out on yeah. the the football ice. I don't. Is that Michael? Come on, you know that. You know it's a stadium. The pool. It's a it's pool. called a rink. <laughs> <laughs> When they're when they when they play football rinks, they at at, at sectionals. They're at sectionals. This is right, this right. is the big the big mm-hmm. game uh, that they do. And this is pep, this is his, his pep talk. Yeah, in the green room. To which the entire rest of the team goes. Can somebody else give us the pep talk next time? <laughs> <laughs> Jack is such a downer. <laughs> All right, changes coming around real soon. Make us women and men on three. What? <laughs> All right, guys, good first half. Now I just want to say, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. All right, let's get back out there. Come on, <laughs> see some hustle. <laughs> life is fleeting. Let's see some hustle. <laughs> Death creeps closer every day. Let's not get I mean, to you a think about it down. If you, if you think about it on the long timeline, I mean, our entire life is just a blip. Uh, so, also, I need some more blocking on the blind side. Let's get out there, guys. Come, Come on, on, guys. Let's dribble off those blind sides. What are you saying? <laughs> what are you, what are you saying? I got a oh, boiling man. pot of chili here. I'm going to pour it over whoever, <laughs> whoever, whoever does the best job, whoever, whoever's the, the most valuable football person. Listen, we have three coaches on the burn unit because Jack <laughs> keeps on pouring chili on them instead of Gatorade. Oh, but we got to keep on doing it because the guy is amazing. I He's mean, all like, state. It's just, it's all dimes. He's just throwing all dimes. It's unbelievable. Out there. Like, what are we going to do? We haven't seen a fourth down in games because <laughs> the guy just keeps going. Oh, his third down conversion rate is it's, off the it's chart. insane. <laughs> I don't agree with a lot that you do, Jack, but you're a hell of a player. <laughs> life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Oh, yeah, he says life goes on long after the thrill of, of living is gone now. He goes back mm. just to let you know all of that, though, what just happened was just a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Two American kids. Oh. We got a lyric change. <laughs> it's our favorite. Doing, doing the best they can. Aww. And they Maybe sure are. I mean, I think maybe maybe Jack is this insightful. Maybe it's not him looking back. Maybe he's he's very aware of, like, he is just doing the best that he can to have a good time. Yeah. I, I like, think so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think earlier when Diane says, like, no, let's not go to this city. I think that's that's when he says, you know, let it rock, let it roll. I think that all this is kind of in response to Diane, or the, that whole second part is his response to Diane saying, no, we're not going to go to the city. He's like, no, let it rock, let it roll. We'll rock and roll in the city. Right. Like, yeah. he's, he's just, you know, he's having a good time, man, and that's what it's about. He's just exactly. feeling through life. This is, this is John Cougar Mellencamp's uh, advice to all of us. Yeah. Well, I do like that that bridge do- could also double as like a valedictorian speech, which I mm-hmm. also like. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> like, <laughs> so someone should just do this. They should, they should just get up, just say that, and then walk <laughs> off the stage. Yeah. That would be fun. Um, all right, anything else on this song? Nope. This is a great Let's song. Talk expanded universe. What do we got? Expanded universe. Well, I will start with a simple one. Yes. Uh, because they are two American kids. Oh. So I think obviously Diane is an American girl. Oh, she's a hundred percent an American girl. Sure. So oh yeah, and then. They're high school sweethearts. They so this is the prequel to American Girl. Okay, this could be the prequel oh, yeah. to American Jack, Girl. Wait, is Jacks the the guy who creeps back into her mind? That's what I'm thinking. When she's on the balcony. Yes. Oh, you know why maybe he creeps back into her mind? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could take this dark. Can I take it dark? Please. Sure. So, um, Jack has a motorcycle. And uh, she says, look out, look out, look out, look out. He was the leader of the pack, you guys. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he's James Dean. He is James James Dean. Dean. Yeah. Oh, God, that's even darker. I do. That's what I'm saying. He ends up the same way. I do like the fact that, like, if if she is American girl, like, she, after saying you're not missing anything and living in this, about living in the city, moving to the city, she moves to the city. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe she just said, you don't want to live in the city because she saw him eat a chili dog. And <laughs> she's like, I want to She's like, look, I'm, I don't, you cannot go to any of these restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They will she's kick like, you she's out. She's like, baby, you ain't myth- missing nothing. And she's like hiding the like bus ticket in her pocket. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you don't want to go to the city. It's nothing. Uh, you were going to embarrass great there. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Do you think that the Harper P- Valley PTA is going to have a little something to say about the things going on at the uh, Tasty Freeze? Absolutely. They are just letting kids do what they please down at that Tasty <laughs> Freeze. I know what sucking on a chili dog means. Please. Uh, please. I know I know that Bobby Brooks are easy to get off. That's why she's mm-hmm. wearing them. So she can <laughs> slip them on and off. That's right. Uh, this time we call it uh, dribbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what uh, they're not. They're not teenage yep. dirtbags. No, I don't know. No, they're, they're debutante. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. they're cool. They're super cool. Um, well, this this is um, coming out a bit sideways here, but you know, they say, let the Bible Belt come and save my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe a, a former person we've covered jewel mm-hmm. also said uh who will save your soul so she wanted to know yeah and the answer was the bible belt so jewel there you go you yeah. finally have your answer that's right she could will, yeah she's got to get together she's got to get together with these crazy kids yeah also yeah. she can share those pancakes because she makes too many <laughs> of them. A lot of them. <laughs> oh god you him sucking on a pancake oh, <laughs> Like a sponge, like just sucking oh. out the <laughs> the syrup like a sponge. He turns to oh. Diane. He's like, babe, babe, I got all the syrup out. Great. Yeah, yeah. You want the rest of it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's just a dry pancake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. Mean, I- how did you... How did you make it like... It looks deflated. How did you do... You <laughs> suck the moisture out. Uh, babe, I got the oh butter, too. God. 
I mean, obviously, you turned, you turned it into a flaky biscuit. Jack, what's <laughs> wrong with you? Obviously, at some point, they do go to the city and they have a nice dinner mm. at an Italian restaurant where they sure. meet their East Coast counterparts. Yeah, Brenda and Eddie. Yeah, yeah. You don't think they've become uh, Tommy and Gina? Oh, from I mean, listen, Tommy and Gina are probably there as well. Yeah, I just, I just think that. What do you think? They change their names, and he works on the docks. (laughs) Life goes downhill real quick for them, from being a football star and a debutante. Well, I feel like Tommy and Gina were that, and then you know, life happened. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting real here, Rachel. Jeez, Michael, you are depressing. This makes me sad. Okay, maybe uh uh mm-hmm. uh make me feel better. Let me see. Uh none of these songs are really all that happy, <laughs> just for the record. We don't have a lot of like and then everybody was fine. <laughs> <laughs> we do it. we we should do a quick at some point we should do a survey of like how many songs end either like happy or even just neutral. Yeah. Most songs end pretty pretty rough. Pretty sadly, right? Or open ended, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the yeah, guy right. from Love Potion number nine was doing okay, but like everybody else, like we have multiple <laughs> people dying in coal mines here. I mean, absolutely. What are you do? Also, Michael, Love Potion number that guy, he woke up in prison with a cracked skull. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. he, he not only kissed a cop, but he kissed a cop in like 1959. Okay. <laughs> um, they they beat him black and blue, and then threw him in a in the drunk tank. Um, I do think as as they sort of grew up and and life did happen, they couldn't hold on to to 16 forever. They probably turned to each other every now and then and say, "Those were the days." Oh mm, yes, my friend. Well done. They thought they'd never end. Well done. And they walk past a ghost tavern and be like, was that always there? <laughs> yep. I, I was going to say, just when, uh, when, when Jackie says, hold on to 16, maybe Diane says, what's my age again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't, by the way, these aren't so much uh, connections. It's just uh, titles of songs. Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm doing now. Uh, maybe, maybe they went to a, a record store and they bought me and Bobby McGee. Okay. Sure. All red. Maybe she's a punk rock girl. Um, <laughs> she, she, uh, she's a debutante. She lives a glamorous life. I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, we can leave it there. Yes. I mean, obviously they... Pr- you know, I mean, Jackie probably drives a taxi later on and they run into each other and they probably be in a supermarket at Christmas time and, you know. The oh, usual. you're just assuming they break up. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, you guys. I, I well, thought they maybe were they gonna don't. make it. Maybe they don't. No, they're not going to make it. Ugh. I mean. If they do, they're Tommy and Gina. Those are the only I don't options. Like- yeah, I don't like my main characters like having a great time. Well, I was only I was only just gonna say I don't think sucking on a chili dog is not gonna cut in the NFL. Uh they're not That's gonna true. put up with that. That's true. So I don't know if Jack's making it, but uh all right, well let's leave it there. Um we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the history of this song with story behind the story. Pantheon pod fans. 
we have a special secret just for you. One that is incredibly exclusive and only for you. This fall, Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason is bringing his own Saucerful of Secrets band back to the States for a 28-city Echoes tour. And Pantheon has your official hookup. But let's have Nick tell you all about it. Hi, this is Nick Mason. I've spent the last 57 years playing drums with Pink Floyd, but now I'm loving playing live with my own band, exploring the early iconic Floyd tracks. This fall, we're bringing them to the American shores. Join me and my amazing Saucerful of Secrets band on our Echoes tour. And listen to Pantheon podcasts for your chance to grab an exclusive front row VIP experience. Hope to see you at the show. Thanks, Nick. You heard that right a pair of front row VIP upgrades for many of his North American tour stops, and they can be yours. Of course, that's not all. Included with those seats, you'll get exclusive Saucer Full of Secrets VIP merchandise, crowd-free shopping at the merch table, priority check-in to the venue, and more just for you, the Loyal Pantheon Podcast listener. And there's more. At most tour stops, Pantheon Podcast hosts will be in attendance and they will greet you and a companion. And you might just make it onto one of our shows as a guest. Make sure you get your tickets now before they sell out. Then enter the contest for the VIP experience at PantheonPodcast.com backslash Nick Mason. Winners will be notified via email one week prior to the event. So don't miss out on this once in a lifetime experience. By the way, which one is pink? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Mm -hmm. But before we do that, we have another five-star review. Ooh. Yay. On Apple Podcasts to read. Uh, This one is from Jesse W. Jackson. Uh, Five stars. This is the headline is, can you tell me a story? Question mark. And uh, he begins, Don, Michael, and Rachel are awesome. Wait a minute. What? (laughs) 
Uh, I Don is great. He's, Don he's, is great. He's the he's unsung awesome. hero of this show. <laughs> uh, that was the week, Dan, that you were you were out, and um, our good friend Don Amici. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Stepped in. Yeah, he was great. Incredible. Real funny. The stuff that guy knows about music is awesome. <laughs> um, I love the diversity of their song choices and the format of the song. Uh, I'm sorry, and the format of the show covers the songs they pick in an insightful, entertaining way. I have a long list of songs that I hope they cover. Uh, well, let us know, Jesse. Don't don't hold back. Yeah. If you got if you got some songs, uh, make some suggestions. We're we're always open to that. Yeah. Uh, lessons uh lessons learned. Sometimes you find a podcast that you were needing and didn't even know it. Aw, oh, thank that's you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I like that w. ending, Jackson, Jesse. Wherever you are. Um, if you uh, would like to have your review read on the show, you know what to do. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and we will read it on the show. Okay, here we mm-hmm. go, guys. Tell me Let's about talk. it. Let's talk Mellencamp. <laughs> um, All things Mellencamp. Let's Mellencamp, you guys. I was gonna say let's let's go to summer Mellencamp. No, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> so John Mellencamp was born in Seymour, Indiana, on October seventh, nineteen fifty-one. From an early age, John Mellencamp fell in love with and showed a strong talent for music. He formed his first band, Crepe Soul. Uh, and began performing in local bars at age 14. That is a great first band name. <laughs> that is the name of a band that will not be the band you are in in a couple no. of years. No, no, no. Well, the thing, I mean, it's called Crepe Soul. The re- I mean, it is literally a soul band, which is why it has sure. soul in it. I guess back and then it was And they served crepes. Well, yes. Uh, yeah, they handed them out to the, to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, they were often cold and uh, a couple of food poisonings in there, so they stopped doing that. Uh, but uh, only banned to be shut down by the FDA. So anyway, so that, he was fourteen, and yeah, so he had a soul band. And what was funny was doing his early stuff was like not it wasn't a straight shot into mm-hmm. like what he would eventually become because it was a soul band. Um, and then he attended Vincini's, I guess you would say, University in Indiana. Don't for look two at years. me. I'm definitely not. But uh, in Indiana, Indiana for two years while he was in various different bands. Um, and I just wanted to shout out that he has some good taste in music because he mentioned at that time uh, in a Rolling Stone interview uh, that he was obsessed with Roxy music. Great. Um, and he also formed a glam band called Trash that was named after a New York Dolls song. All right. So nice. All right. This guy is he was in into college? Some good stuff. Yes. That I mean, that can't be. When were the New York Dolls together? Well, I mean, maybe it was a little after. College. Yeah, because I, I was know, gonna right? say. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Well, to. I mean, New York Dolls. I, I I would have to look it up, but I mean, they were actually. I mean, they're early because they, they were around they were, in the 70s, weren't they? But I'm saying they're they were yeah. pre-punk. They're right. Punk no, I I I understand. But what I'm saying is, if, if he's in, uh, well, I guess is around that time. He was in his early yeah. 20s. He was in his early but 20s. Okay. I'm not on trial. So here, he's in his okay? it's mid seventies. It checks out. It checks out. <laughs> it checks out. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, but watch so yourself. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So consider yourself um, warned, Dan. <laughs> Careful counselor. Um, <laughs> so after that, uh he You wanna go for two uh, counts of contempt? No. Mm, uh let's make it three. So Mel and Camp 
Uh, he went to New York City in an attempt to land a record contract. Uh, and between 1974 and 1976, he went back and forth to New York and Indiana, staying a few months uh, in each place at a time. Mm. Um, basically, he had a he had a job installing phones in Indiana mm-hmm. that I guess he could just like come and go from. I mean, it That's was the weird. 70s. You you like could fall out of bed and get three jobs. That's uh, true in the 70s. So basically, he would go to New York, uh, like trying to get a record contract, and like when he ran out of money, he would just go back to Indiana and work <laughs> for a couple months. Before uh, going back, I gotta so go good. install a phone in New York. I'll be back in six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um, a real big phone. It's what? Well, yeah, it's the. It's like one of those giant ones, giant novelty phones. Um, <laughs> I have to give. I have to put. You know those Mickey Mouse phones where he's like holding yeah. up the phone. I have to do that, but on the Statue of Liberty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they want to install a phone for King Kong and. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty big. Got to get all the way up to the top of the Sorry. Empire State Building. It's going to take a couple months. Um, so, in 1976, Mellencamp finally signed a deal with manager Tony DeFries. Uh, Tony DeFries is the British music manager best known for being the man behind David Bowie's mm-hmm. Rise to Stardom, as well as working with Iggy Pop and Lou Reed, among others. DeFries got Mellencamp a deal with MCA to release his first album, Chestnut Street Incident. It was, of course, DeFries who insisted on making Mellencamp take on the stage name Johnny Cougar. Hey. <laughs> uh, Mellencamp Brady hated Bunch it. spinoff, Johnny Cougar. <laughs> Mellencamp hated it, but wasn't in much of a position to argue, especially because apparently uh, DeFries just like, handed him the album was like here it is and it said johnny cougar and john Mellencamp was like oh what's this and he was like well either you take it or we're done here Eesh. so either release the album like this or i rip up this contract so wow like, i mean that's tough i guess so um i rip I up said, this contract in all five hundred thousand of these album sleeves <laughs> exactly um it's gonna take me a little I, uh, while you go back to indiana I, and I'll, I'll work on that I forget if I mentioned this on mic or not, but um, reading his biography on his website, that's John Mellencamp, um, it is funny how he just, it doesn't say this, but you just have the sense of like, ah, I'm going to have to explain this for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I was called Johnny Cougar back then. I don't know why. It just is a thing. And I, so anyway, yeah, like he just, he had to ease his way out of it after that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I'll talk about this later, but yeah, he yeah. goes to John Cougar, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, and then finally to John Mellencamp. But, um, chapter so one, the Cougar situation. Well, I mean, you could just, you know, again, you could just kind of tell me, he's like, I just really wish I didn't do that yeah. because I'm gonna, like, I, again, I'm just going to have to explain this every single mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't get around it now. But, um, so, uh, so it was released on, on MCA. His name is Johnny Cougar. Uh, the Chestnut Street Incident, which was roughly half Mellencamp originals and half covers, didn't get much attention. Uh, Mellencamp recorded a second album, The Kid Inside, but DeFries refused to release it, and Mellencamp was dropped by MCA. Mellencamp, uh, thankfully, very quickly drew interest from Billy Gaff, who was Rod Stewart's manager. Uh, Gaff convinced Mellencamp to move to England to write and record a new album, which was eventually titled A Biography, 
and then tour Europe to promote it. Mm. A Biography was released in 1978 on Gaff's label Riva Records, um, which, by the way, had two <laughs> people on it, uh, John Mellencamp and Rod Stewart. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was released on River Records. That's and- a pretty impressive list of clients right there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's true. Just fun- <laughs> it's, it's just one of those funny just things. Like, right? it's just yeah. like- Every artist two, on this label <laughs> yeah, is a exactly. music legend. How many artists you got? Yeah. We got two artists. We got, we got two. <laughs> Count them two. Having to both be music legends. It's cool. Um, so, uh, a biography was released in 1978 on River Records and was initially not released in the USA. Uh, the second single, I Need a Lover, became a top 10 hit in Australia, fueling Mellencamp's career and allowing him to record a follow-up album, this one called John Cougar. Mm-hmm. Um, I Need a Lover and a reworking of another single from bi- a biography called Taxi Dancer were included to introduce him to introduce them those songs I mean mm-hmm. to American audiences. It worked. I need a lover reached number twenty eight on the Hot One Hundred in late nineteen seventy nine. So basically, it was like, look, it didn't work in the states. Come to England, record this album. It was released in Europe, and then obviously Australia gets lumped mm-hmm. in there as well. Um, it was a hit in Australia, so they're like, okay, he made a new album, but they put those two songs on there. To try to make it a hit in the states, which again it worked because it reached number twenty-eight. Wow! So, based off the strength of that, in nineteen eighty, John Mellencamp released his next album, which was called "Nothing Matters and What If It Did," and it yielded two top forty singles this time, which hit number twenty-seven, and "Ain't Even Done with the Night," which hit number seventeen. I don't so, know any of these songs. Oh, you don't know "Ain't Even Done with the Night." Nope. You don't know that one? Oh. No. And I'm sure think, you sang I, it flawlessly. I think if you heard it, you'd be like, I know this one. Well, it's time to go home, and I ain't even done with the night. Okay. I have no way of proving that. That's I, true. I literally, you don't. There's nothing I could there's do. There's nothing so. you could do. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> um, so after that, uh, John Mellencamp started working on his next album, which would be called The American Fool. Uh, there was some confusion between the label and John Mellencamp and his producer about what the album would be as both Mellencamp and the album's producer, Don Gaiman, um, have said that the album was expecting Mellencamp to quote, be the next Neil Diamond. So the label thought he'd be Neil Diamond. Yeah. All right. In what capacity? (laughs) I don't know. That's they were like songwriting or in, in feel, I guess probably in feel, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess, like, Ain't Even Done With The Night is is um, kind of like a slow ballad, Yeah, I guess. So I think they were looking for, I don't want to say the word cheesy, but I'm going to say the word cheesy. I think they were looking yeah, for something a little, a little cheesier, uh, a little more Neil Diamond-esque. Yeah. Um, more adult contemporary. More adult contemporary right. um, is what they were looking for. And that's, uh, well, anyway. You know um, what I think it was? I think the mm-hmm. record company was expecting him to not bring them flowers, and he did bring them flowers. Um, That's right. And they're like, Neil Diamond doesn't bring us flowers anymore, yeah. so why right. are you bringing us flowers? You're not Neil Diamond. It's weird. Well, it and is also he's so like, funny. fine, I'm going to go write a song about E.T. It- <laughs> <laughs> That's Neil Diamond who did that. I know. Uh, okay, no, what? I know. I just... Fu- 
For the audience at home, I just want to make John Mellencamp. <laughs> for the audience at home, as I know, for Rachel. <laughs> oh, you know about we've talked about Heartlight. Come on. Oh yeah, so, that's oh, right. Oh night. my gosh, I'm thinking of so- I'm thinking of a song like his name is E. T. He's a little guy. <laughs> no, I mean Heartlight is not that far off from it. <laughs> no, Heartlight. Heartlight's a great song, but Heartlight is a song oh. that Neil Diamond wrote, inspired by E. T. <laughs> Yeah. After seeing E.T., like literally, it is like... not in E.T. <laughs> no. Right. No, it's not a song right. from the soundtrack. It's just about a movie that he liked. <laughs> no. But it's like, you know, it's all those things he used to turn on your heart light, and then you realize he literally, it's because he's like in the theater being like, come on, E.T., make it, make it through. Turn on your heart light. Turn on your heart light. Uh, oh, the plant came back to life. He's doing it. He's doing it. Anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, so... to be fair, at least he did it like within the time frame of E.T. Right. Yeah. It's not like, like Bertie Higgins being like, oh, I like Key Largo. I want to write a song about this. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, look. Also, E.T. is like, obviously, one of the classics of American cinema. Right. right. So, it, you know, if you see E.T. and get inspired to write a song, it's not so bad. It's not like he was like, hey, man, I saw like Porky's 2 last night and I just had to write this song. Like, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, the uh, mission of Moscow really got to me. So I'm going to write uh, this song. Um, So, oh, the other thing I was going to say was, you know, there is sort of a thing, too, about I think like, I don't know if it's like, I don't want to, I'm literally just spitballing here. So I'm not sure. casting expressions. But I don't know if it's the thing where, like, John Mellencamp is just, like, not clear and communicating with people. But there does seem to be, like, a confusion about what these things are going to be, including, like, the whole John Cougar thing. Because it makes sense from Tony DeFries's, you know, point of view. Because, obviously, David Bowie's name is not David Bowie. Sure. Um, Iggy Pop's name is not Iggy Pop. Like, yeah. I think he was sort of being like, well, that's what you do. You make, like, you make up a crazy it's name. It's Ignatius and then you- Crackle. Yeah, you... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, you know what David Bowie's real name is, right? Yes, but I Isn't forget. Isn't it like David Cassidy or something? Or No, it, it's it like somebody else's name. It all comes back to the monkeys. Oh. It's David, David Jones. Jones. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and he And literally, he didn't want to be confused with the other David Jones for the monkeys, so he yeah. changed his name. I knew it was um, another famous David. Yeah, yeah. So, um, him, and, uh, him and Albert Brooks had mm-hmm. the same problem. So... Michael, do you know that? No, it's we've spoken Brooks about it. What the Albert we've... Brooks? Well, I'll tell you, Albert Brooks's brother's uh, what was his name? Bob. Bob. His uh, Albert Brooks' brother, Bob, who was on Rest of Development, and yeah. Super Dave. Yeah, his name was uh, uh, Bob Einstein. Okay, so Albert Brooks's name was Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, change yeah. it. Um, but anyway, but is there uh, another yeah. one? Is there a singer? What? What? <laughs> is so there Albert a... Einstein? Yeah, his name was oh, Albert Einstein. Forget it. Oh, forget it. Like the pop star. Um, yeah, yeah, like the pop star Albert Einstein. Yeah. Um, so you Look, know, if we, that if we had to explain Heartlight to you, it's okay to explain Albert Einstein to me. <laughs> <laughs> we each know, get one that, per he, episode. He's that rock star, that famous poster of him sticking his tongue out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Kiss. Exactly. He was in Kiss. <laughs> We've uh, lost the plot. Anyway, this is about Melon John Cougar Melon Camp. The point being that Albert Einstein I, I was think, the one with the cat makeup, right? Tony 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 DeFries was trying to put John Mellencamp in like the David Bowie box. Right. 
the the river whatever it's called river out records is trying to put him into the neil diamond box right and it's like nobody can quite figure out like what he's supposed to be here so he's just um, cougar man he's just he's, cougar he's even though he's not, though. Even though he's not <laughs> he's Cougar. He's just Mellencamp. He's like, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not Cougar. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting real confused. I'm getting mixed <laughs> Um. So anyway, I forgot where I was on the sheet here. But So he's putting his album together, American Fool. Oh, yeah. So uh, Don Gaiman, the producer, said, after we spent two or three months in the studio recording these songs and mixing them to the best of our ability, the studio thought we didn't have anything and wanted to stop the project. Quote, we had Jack and Diane, we had Hand to Hold, and we had Weakest Moments, some good songs. And while I didn't know the precise nature of the discussions that took place, uh, River Records went from wanting to get a new producer to not wanting to have John on the label anymore. Finally, they came around to letting us finish it, but wanting to hear the new songs we were going to cut. Oh. Um, so they were able to finish the album and put it out, and American Fool hit number one mm-hmm. on the Billboard 200 in September of 1982. Woo! So, suck it, Rod Stewart. Um, who had nothing to do with it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, the first single, Hurt So Good, hit number two. So, things are going pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, like I said, Jack and Diane uh, would eventually hit number one. Now, according to Mellencamp, I lost my place on the page. Here we go. According to Mellencamp, uh, Jack and Diane was based on the 1962 Tennessee Williams film Sweet Bird of You. What? Now, I, I, I've okay. never seen the movie, but I read about it, and it's about a fading aging? gigolo. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Who, it's, oh, no I'm no, sorry. It's an about gigolo, a fading actress. Actress. And a gigolo who, played up. by Paul yeah. Newman. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Well, where he got <laughs> two American kids growing up in the heartland from that, I don't know. But that's what he said. That seems- Well, oh. it's about two people. Uh, not right. It's and Jack and Diane's about two people, so it, it yeah. works. It, 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 I mean, the thing is, I think that there's the whole thing is he's he's a he's a gigolo, and there's he has an old sweetheart, so maybe it's about the two of them. But this seems like a stretch, buddy. There's a lot yeah, yeah. of different films. There's a lot of different Paul Newman <laughs> films that make more sense to be an <laughs> inspiration for Jack and Diane than Sweet I mean, the Bird of You. Money makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> I mean, maybe in Sweet Bird of Youth, are there like two random characters named Jack and Diane, like the next door neighbors, like, hey guys, and he was like, that, that's my song. That, those two. Yeah, he's like, like those, those what's the deal with those two? They're background players. Yeah, they just, they just walked on They're just to the day screen, players. like, yeah. hey, you guys have a great day, and then they walk out, and he was like, I think, I think there's a story there's there. There's something there. Well, yeah. you might actually not, you might actually not be totally wrong, Michael. Um, because additionally, in a 2014 interview, mm-hmm. John Mellencamp revealed that originally the song was about an interracial couple, uh, where Jack was an yeah. African American, um, and he was uh, the record company basically was like, uh, yeah, no. Um, so he was persuaded by the record company to change it. Um, in I read three different articles about this, and in yeah. every article it said Jack was an African American and was not a football star, which Makes it seem like it's an either or choice. Right. I don't like. Yeah. I think he can certainly be a, a football star. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I guess basically what they mean is that the originally the line was not Jack's a football star. Yeah, yeah, it Referred yeah. to that, um, and that the line was changed from being a football star right. to to replace that. But um, but that was that. I believe in 
Sweet Bird of Youth, there is a thing about a, a black guy, I think. Um, so that might be closer to where it's about. Well, I think, I mean, I don't, this is going to get into some heavy stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I believe something horrible happens uh, to the African-American character, and then the main character is afraid something similar is going to happen to him. I believe that's how it goes. So anyway, um, so I that may actually, there it may have been more about other characters in the movie and not the main character. But, gotcha. Um, I just so, like the theory that it's sort of the the Paolo and Nikki of uh, <laughs> sure of Sweet Bird of Youth. Yeah, yeah. for any for it. any remaining Lost fans out there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Um, so Mellencamp has also stated that the clapping was uh, only there to keep time. Initially, it was not supposed to be in the final mix. Uh. Uh, it literally is like a metronome, essentially. Um, however, he left it in once he realized the song would not work without it. Perfect. So. It's perfect <laughs> for this song. Um, I should also, this is a, a point we bring up often, and I probably should mention this at the top, but um, I'm not going to go into John Cougar or John Mellencamp's whole career, obviously, is very long, and I'm actually still going pretty healthily. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest with you. So... Um, you know, he's got a billion albums or whatever, so I'm not going to go through each one. Um, so we'll mo- mostly focus on, um, the Jack and Diane era. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to say uh, a couple of tidbits, one, uh, on the show Blackish, the twins, uh, there's, uh, uh, children, uh, the, in the family, yeah. uh, they have kids, uh, who are twins. Uh, their names are Jack and Diane, uh, named for this song. Fun. Um. Also, the Jessica Simpson 2000 hit, I Think I'm In Love With You, heavily samples this song. Um, I do remember that. I do remember hearing that song on the radio and being like, <laughs> what is happening? Because well, it's like basically just this, it's just that opening guitar riff over and over right. again. Um, and it's pretty weird. Um, and also that song is uh, not great. Um, his next album was called Uh-huh. Uh, it was released in 1983. Uh-huh. Um, and he finally had the clout to convince the record company to let him use his real name. Um, it is credited to John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, the hits from Anaha were Crumbling Down, which hit number nine, uh, Pink Houses, which hit number eight, and The Authority Song, which hit number 15. That song um, rocks. <laughs> so that allowed him to, to have the, the clout uh, to basically like, can I just can I stop <laughs> the Cougar thing? Let's just... Let's just Come phase on. that out, please. Imagine having to get the clout to yeah, use your right. own name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love to, like, they said something like, um, I guess early on, somebody, some record company person made, like, a thing of, like, or made some comment about, like, well, if we call you John Mellencamp, people think you're, like, a hillbilly. Mm. And he's like, I am a hillbilly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I do, I mean, I sort of. I really, I, the more I sort of read about him, the more I liked him because he's just sort of like, yeah, it's just like he has, he's, he, you know, obviously you want to be a musician, but he was just sort of like, yeah, uh, my name's John Mellencamp. Like, right. what do we got to like, <laughs> I don't want to be called John Cougar. I just want to use my yeah, name. Yeah, just call and me John like, Mellencamp, man. People are going to think you're a hillbilly. Yeah, I'm a hillbilly. So what? I'm a hillbilly. This music. Who cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I just want to do my Let stuff. Let me live man. the Mellencamp life. Come on. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway. Um, that was that, and then uh, you know, obviously he's had other hits like mm-hmm. "Lonely Old Night," 
You guys know that one? Mm-hmm. Um, Small Town, which has one of my favorite lyrics ever. It says, <laughs> uh, I was born in a small town. Uh, he talks about how he was born in a small town. And then he says, I'm going to die in a small town. Yeah, that's probably where they'll bury me. <laughs> and every time I'm like, yeah, man, I hope so. Like, <laughs> why would they fly into the city just to bury you? Like, I think, yeah, if you lived your whole life in a small town, there's probably they're probably going to bury you there. They ran out really of space. Th- they ran out of space. He had to I go to the town a- next door. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, but he's like in a small town. It's how he's like, I'm going to die in a small town, and then they will fly me my body by helicopter <laughs> 90 minutes to the big city and bury me there. It's like I, I think. You don't need the word probably is what I'm trying to say. You're gonna they're gonna bury you in the small town. Don't worry about it, John. Everything's gonna be fine. I thought what's that um, other what's that other line from that where it's like it's like uh, I, I was born in Santa. They say look who's too big for the small town or something like that. He like uses a oh, lot yeah. of words in it. Oh, what is it? Uh, uh, I forget. But anyway, I did, all my friends are so small town. My parents live in the same small town. My job is so small town. I mean. We get it, John. <laughs> you live in a small town. We got it. That's the um, name of the town. Small town, USA. Uh, I've seen it all in a small town. Had myself a ball in a small town. Married an LA doll and brought her to oh. this small town. Now she's small town just like me. I don't think I ever knew that was the line. Oh, I, I had no idea these are the lines. I mean, listen, we shouldn't get into this because we'll get into the other one. But no, my favorite line is, and I've never... Never knew that this was the line. Got nothing against a yeah. big town. Still hayseed enough to say, look who's in the big town. Oh, but okay. my bed is in a small town. I love oh, it. Oh, he's very good. Um, so anyway. Uh, he's small of the heartland. Uh, what about R.O.C.K. in the USA? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good song. Another good one. Cherry Bomb. Um, so uh, Cherry it. Bomb of uh, the... <laughs> I'm your cherry bomb. Hello, daddy. No, Hello, di- mom. I'm your cherry bomb. Sung Different by- song. That's but... oh, that's not him. He no. didn't write the runaway song. Cherry bomb. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he was not. Oh, let me just my let me mistake. Do a quick Google search. Quick Google search. No, John Mellencamp was not in the runaways. He was but not I in the runaways. Check that. Strange. Check that real quick. Okay. No, he, yeah. right. he, Somebody uh, tell Joe he Jet. In, he was in Crepe Soul. Maybe you've yeah. gotten them oh, confused. Yes, I always get Crepe Soul and the Runaways confused. <laughs> You know what a, another really good hit of his was? What? Like a big that? hit that's a really good song. He did a really great cover of uh, Wild Night. He did. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a good song. With um, Michelle and DJ Cello. Yeah. I, I, I massacred that it. song, that name. <laughs> I, was but de- I was definitely not going to try to pronounce that De-Gay one. Cello. Thank you, Michael. Glad you did it. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, that's a great version. That's a great yeah. song. Yeah. I like that one. Um, he's very good. So, altogether, he's had twenty-two top forty hits mm-hmm. in the United States. Um, he has been nominated for thirteen Grammys, winning one. Um, and that means that I skipped a bullet point somewhere because <laughs> I did write down <laughs> that what? he won. Oh, he won for "Hurt So Good." Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. Okay. I literally, I'm looking best rock vocal camera. performance male for hurt so good. Oh, it's there in the wrong go. spot. There we go. Oh, damn it! Quick question: uh, yeah. Was he nominated for album of the year for American Fool album? He was. Okay. Thank you. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Just off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a tight ship around here, folks. 
This is a professional operation. This is the scavenger hunt version of this podcast. <laughs> where, where is it? I can't find it. Where the hell did I put it? Oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. I skipped right over that. Yes, I should have said that before. Um... So anyway, and yeah, so uh, 22 top 40 hits, uh, nominated for 13 Grammys, and his latest album, Strictly One Eye Jacks, came out January of 2022. Which, that's awesome. Let me check real quick. That's this year. So he's yeah, that's he's great. going along. He's great. Yeah, he's doing good. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, I'm Elkin. I mean, he's like I said, he just seems like a he's just a straightforward dude. Yeah, he's just like really good at music and just wants to do his thing and and you know. That's that's about it, which I which I have a lot of respect for. So that's awesome. He's also, you know he's just one of those guys like you know I can also understand where a lot of the confusion came from in his early career because I don't know how to he's like a Tom Petty type I don't know how to yeah. classify him other he, than it's just it's just good it's yeah just good it's stuff. just it's just American rock kind of like it's yeah he just yeah. does his thing yep yeah I mean yeah yeah. I mean, if I if I could write a bridge half as good as, you know, let it rock, let it roll, let the Bible come and save my soul. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I'd, I mean, I'd do anything. That's <laughs> I'd right. Kill, I mean, I'd kill one of you. That's to be clear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that has I nothing mean, to do with writing that line, by the way. No, I'm just saying. I mean, no one has made that offer, so you guys yeah. are safe. Don't get me We're wrong. Good. But but if and if somehow a nefarious demon were to come to me, sure. And and make that and make say that, a cougar um, face demon demon sure yeah uh, if someone were to make me that offer I would I would consider it I'm just gonna say that I'm <laughs> well, not saying I would know. do it keep your I'm options open I'm just saying it's on the table I have to keep my that's right you gotta keep your table. options he's open. not saying he would do it he's just saying you know never say never never <laughs> say never exactly what's interesting though Dan like you were saying um, that this was inspired by uh, what was it Sweet Bird of Youth mm-hmm um. Recently, I saw um, Turner Classic Movies had a, um, you know, they have guest hosts, and John sure, right. Mellencamp was one of them uh, oh. for a show inspiring John Mellencamp, an evening of classic films. So he he seems to be a classic film fan, and I think that That's sort great. of inspires yeah. his work. That's oh, great. That's great. Ah. That was great. I was I was waiting for the joke. I was waiting for the punchline, and then you were just you were saying a real sincere. Thing. No, there's, <laughs> there's uh, you know, look, we like to laugh and have a good time on this show, yeah. but sometimes like, sometimes it's about learning things. That's right. I, I, I think that's you were like, right. I was watching TMC, and uh, Neil Diamond was hosting ET. And, uh, <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. That's weird. They played though. like the jazz singer and ET back to back, and they were like, <laughs> no. "What's what links these two movies?" <laughs> Uh yeah, <laughs> don't play the jazz singer. Um okay, uh, he was in the jazz singer. Gonna, yeah, no, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh lessons. The lesson that we learned from this song with lessons learned. Hey guys, if you're at work, you're on your feet all day, or you're behind a desk, guess what? You need some great socks, right? You want mm-hmm. socks that are gonna look good, they're gonna feel good, because your feet are the foundation of everything you're gonna do. All day. And let me tell you a great place to get socks, boldfoot.com. Okay, it's 100% American made, and your feet are going to feel good. And guess what? Your heart is going to feel good because mm-hmm. 5% of all proceeds 
go to Veteran Charities. They're family and veteran owned. And they have amazing bold patterns and bold names like Bricklayer, Firecracker, and Jailbird. And they have any kind of sock that you could need. They have athletic socks, dress socks, and they even have compression socks. Absolutely. Guys, everybody needs socks. You don't want to think about it, but... You want some good socks. When you're, when you're getting out of the shower in the morning, you got to put some socks on your uh, uh, your feet. Let's get some nice looking, some mm-hmm. nice feeling socks on there. Don't okay? me- no messy socks. No messy no. feet. No. You want bold right. feet, not messy feet. You know what? My days are already looking up because the socks <laughs> are looking good. Go to boldfoot.com. That's B-O-L-D-F-O-O-T.com. Grown here, sewn here. Thank you to Boldfoot for sponsoring this episode of the Story Song Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, let's start with you. What mm-hmm. lesson did you learn from Jack and Diane? I learned that if you are a football star in a small town, you are basically Shakespeare. You can change the way people speak in that town. Yeah. You just, you, I mean, you just say things, and guess what? They're going to say it back. It yeah. makes its way into... Uh, into the zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, you just make up words. That's and it. And people just accept them. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can write them into a play, that'd be great. If you have the confidence, people will be like, yeah, yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I guess, yep. I guess I was using that word wrong all this time because you That's seem right. very confident about it. That's right. Y'all, you know what? I apologize. Let me just dribble on back <laughs> <laughs> to my seat. At the Tasty Freeze and suck on my chili Am I using dog. that right? You tell me. Am I, you tell you me. Tell me. You seem I don't to, know. You seem to know. You're a young football star. I'm just mm-hmm. a linguistics professor. What do I know? <laughs> I'm just trying to say, why don't we wing ding on the bling blong? And then <laughs> right. we'll get out of here and see what happens. And yeah. you just got to be like, All right, okay, man. He's got it. Whatever you say. That's it. Whatever you say. And then, mm-hmm. and then like, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll, you, you seem to know what that means. Right. And then 150 years from now, everybody's saying it. And yeah. Then you look, oh, yeah. And then you, and then you, the linguist, is like a real dummy. That's because right. Because now, now it's in the dictionary. Yeah. And everybody's saying it all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, here's what I learned. Yes. Uh, an untapped talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. When it comes to, Everybody's like, you got to get the voice. You got to do this. You got to do that. Here's what I'm saying. Here's a possibility to go with. Looks impressionist. Okay? <laughs> you don't sound anything like the person. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you do your best James Dean just by looking just by as looking much like, like James impersonator? Dean as you yeah, can. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. And again, you don't say anything. Don't say a you word. You just like, turn around on stage and then turn back. And people are going, oh, yeah. fuck it. look what he looks like. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's incredible. Yeah. And then again, Just be like, look, I've got a jacket and a car. James Dean. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, and it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's, you don't have to like work really hard on trying to get that voice right. So. Yeah. You guys should, you know, if anybody's out there that's looking for a job in show business, try that one. It's a real time um, saver. And if it doesn't work, don't come to me because. Um, <laughs> Michael, what'd you learn? I learned um, that if you want to go to the fancier restaurants, you have to follow their rules. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you go to the Tasty Freeze, feel free to eat that chili dog any way you want. 
Yeah. But you guys, you have to have a dinner jacket. Yeah. Yeah, that's they weird. They will kick you out. They will it's ask you so to eat in weird. the parking lot. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, true. You know, look, rules are rules. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Just because they have a kitschy name doesn't mean they don't have standards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you want to, you want to, that's the, that's the whole reason Jack was sucking on chili dogs outside the tasty freeze. He did not right. have a dinner jacket. He had a letterman jacket and yeah. that's not yeah. gonna, that's not gonna fly at the tasty freeze. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, and it wasn't, just, it wasn't like a high school letterman jacket. It was, it was the sixties vocal group, the letterman. Um, it right. was their, their 63 tour jacket. Yes. And none of it made exactly. sense. No. Yeah. No, this is it. Well, as I say, they, they have standards. Those standards might be bad and dumb and nonsensical <laughs> and random, but they have them, but guys. They're, they're they there. Got them. They're there. They're there. Wait, so I have to wear a dinner jacket at a place that has trays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do That's you think we goes. are? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, let's leave it there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Um. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever your podcast, like Jesse W. Jackson, mm-hmm. um, we would certainly appreciate it, and we'll read it on the show. Follow us on the socials, like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next episode with another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We will talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song I mean, generally speaking, if if there's a movie based on a Tennessee Williams play, mm-hmm. um, they're gonna. And take I almost out. called them Tennessee Ernie. If the question is, um, is this in the movie version? The answer is no. Yeah, is it like it's like is this controversial or is this what the play is about? Yes, then it's not in the movie. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.